The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. Activism for Amateurs with me, your host, Lauren, and this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Awesome. So it is a lovely Thursday morning. Oh, crap. What's the date? Well, anyway, you know what date it is if you don't get a calendar. Because I don't know what date it is. But anyway, um, we have guests for our show today. I'll put the music down a little bit. We have guests for our show today. And today we are interviewing folks from the International Justice Mission of UCI. So, um, yeah, let's give a great welcome. Uh, go ahead, you guys can, you guys can speak into the mic. Hi, I'm Dustin. Hey, this is John. All right, so um, in the station we have Dustin and John um, whoopsies, from International Justice Mission. You guys are sitting so far away. <laughs> oh, yeah, on. you guys could like you guys can move it a bit. Yeah, hold on, folks. We're doing a quick positioning, repositioning. But in the meantime, we'll do some announcements. There is a um, yeah. Just while they reposition, how about we announce, um, do some announcements of the week? Yeah, go ahead. You can move it over. Um, so uh, I don't know if uh, people uh, uh, know this or not, but um, recently, uh, very recently in the city of Yorba Linda, there was a huge protest, um, you know, just a protest amongst the community members um, that were pretty much showing, I don't know, they're showing uh, hate towards um, these group of um, Muslim folk who um, pretty much just came to assemble um, to uh, raise awareness for um, hunger and to, um, uh, they threw on an event that was to raise awareness for hunger and to um, pretty much just raise money um, for the cause. Um, just a phil- uh, philanthropy event, but um, just the fact that all these, um, uh, all these people who come from this um, Islam background or Muslim background were coming together um, for, and just coming together in general, um, we have, um, you know, people who have Islamophobia or people who just don't really believe in um, people of the Islam religion or mus- uh, Muslim background from being here. So, yeah, and then a protest was um, organized. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's pretty crazy. But uh, that's not how, I don't know, that's not how it should be. <laughs> I'm just going to be direct. But that's not how it should be. We, we talked a lot about... We had um, MSU here um, earlier on the show uh, previously. Was it last week? Uh, a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, it's like uh, they're people too. So let's just not. How about let's just not. And um, I know that was, um, that was even organized by um, some community leaders, political um, leaders as well, um, saying these kinds of things and influencing, you know, the community to tell these um you know, to tell the Muslims to pretty much just, you know, go home. And that's just, that should, that should not, um, that type of inequality and that type of treatment, especially in the U.S., shouldn't be tolerated. And um, UCI is standing for that as well in regards to those who are advocating for these students. So, I know, super activist type of mood right now, but it is very important. So there will be a protest or a, a rally or march, whatever you want to call it, um, it's called I Am Muslim 2, and that is a uh, march going on today at 12. Um, you can check it out on Ring Road. I believe we're meeting at the flagpoles. Not exactly sure, but, um, yeah, you could definitely check it out and uh, show solidarity to, um, to um, your fellow students and your fellow uh, community members and your fellow human beings, okay? All right, so um, if you want, 
if you want. If you're free at 12, then do it, because I'm doing it. So hope to see you there. If you hear my voice, you know, just, you know, give me a shout-out. I won't know you, but would like to get to know you, so that would be great. All right, so we're going to continue. Um, on Tuesday, it was International Women's Day, as well as the, this awesome event called the Pond Project that Dustin and John... <laughs> oh, here, you want me to get your mics on? Okay, so they're all set. Again, so that Dustin and John were um, helping to host. So, um, yeah, uh, Dustin, John, you want to give a quick... Um, um, quick intro, like, uh, I know we did name already, but, you know, just, just to restate it, name, major, um, and uh, your, maybe your role with the International Justice Mission? Yeah, I'm Dustin, uh, I'm a senior criminology student, um, and I'm the vice president um, of IJM. Uh, I'm John, and I'm an international studies student, and uh, I am the community outreach representative for IJM. <coughs> All right, cool, cool. Okay, so, um, yeah, they have this awesome event called the Pond Project on Tuesday night. So um, you want to give um, um, background about what that event was about? Yeah, basically, uh, you might have seen them around campus. We, we put little, po- little white ponds around campus with little note cards that say, like, stop slavery or fight human trafficking, stuff like that. And basically, we, um, we linked it to our blog, and our blog had info about our event. And basically, the event was a benefit concert, essentially, um, to uh, all, where all the proceeds go to the organization International Justice Mission, whose work is to fight human trafficking around the world. All right, cool, great. And how about you, John? Um, yeah, uh, International Justice Mission is is this organization that um, that just finds the source of of uh, human human trafficking in uh, different third world countries. And um, yeah, we uh, we our benefit concert was uh, um, <laughs> with uh, Circle of Fifths, which is the UCI acapella group on campus, the male acapella group. And we have Knorr, which is this uh, which was this indie kind of band that that uh, one of our friends knew. And so they they volunteered to to come up, come out and support us and to uh, attract more people. Mm-hmm. So it was it was cool. Yeah, it was a it was a great event. We had a pretty good turnout. Um, I think we expected around a hundred, and I think uh, we exceeded that by a little bit. And um, we we managed to raise a thousand dollars from ticket sales and stuff. So and donations. So um, how much? How much did we raise? A thousand dollars. All right! Yeah, Yay! Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was really great. Like people are just so generous and we're really touched by um, UCI community. Awesome. Yay. Good job. Good yeah. job, Palm Project. Good job, International Justice Mission <laughs> of UCI. So, oh, you know, you could use this. You could use this one, oh, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. prefer to share. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, is that Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, no, share. You know, it's all about the love. It's all about the love. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I was at, I went to the, I w- actually, I was going through the, um, the internet. I was going to, I was internet surfing, you know, just some events that are happening in UCI, and then I happened to stumble across this thing called the Pond Project, and I really didn't know what it was, but they had this, you guys did an awesome job with the blog, the blog site specifically for the event. They had a blog site, played this really good video about the Pond Project and what it was pretty much. So, um, there was, um, and then it connected you to the Facebook event so that you know about the event and stuff, and, um, Oh, sorry if my voice is like that. But, yeah, and there was actually uh, this thing. It was like an acronym. I don't even know what it was. But it was trying to explain, like, how you came up with the word PON. And is, is, is the... So my question, because I was wondering, is the PON project, is this something that International Justice Mission does, or is this your event? Is this the event that this UCI organization put on? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer, because we don't actually represent International Justice Mission uh-huh. on campus. We're just... Our club... Maybe our name isn't the best name, but basically, um, we're just a student organization who, who our fundraising goes towards International Justice Mission, in oh, that okay. sense. So the Pond Project is actually just our own, and we were just sitting around thinking of like a really cool theme, <laughs> and it's it just kind of throwing ideas around. I think John mentioned like, oh, we should just do Inception or something, <laughs> and I guess Inception they had like a, a bishop piece or something for one of the totems, and then somehow it evolved into Pond, which really fit perfectly if you think about the idea of a Pond, where it's um, just kind of like a tool or, or a little minion you kind of use to satisfy your means. 
Yeah, like in chess and stuff. Yeah, like You're in like, chess. oh, I'm going to use the pawn because I don't want the yeah, more important exactly. thing to die. Yeah. All right, well, I always lost that chess because I love my pawns. They're so cute. <laughs> Trying to save those little guys. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I won. I won at heart. I want those games at heart. So, um, yeah. yeah, I save my pawns, okay? That's what I do. I don't torture them. <laughs> for the man, I don't torture the them man. for the man. <laughs> yeah, same for the man. Okay, so, um, okay, well, um, obviously, uh, international justice mission, oh, well, not, I guess, thank you for clarifying that mm-hmm. it is, um, um, Mostly just a student organization, not directly affiliated, um, but still down for the cause to help out with the. Um, is this international? Yeah, right. This was yeah. A, this is a very the, yeah with this uh, global uh, global organization, international justice mission. Um, so just to give a background uh, for those who don't know what human trafficking is, because. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I have this feeling that we're saying human trafficking, and there's somebody listening out there who's like, "What?" Human trafficking, I, I go through that like every morning, every time I'm driving my way to work. That's just, yeah, and I, I don't support human trafficking. But no, that's not what human trafficking's about. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, John or, yeah, yeah, would you like to give a description of what human trafficking really is? Yeah, sure. Um, so human trafficking is um, the, the trading of, of humans, uh, of, human, of human life, um, not even across borders sometimes, but even in in country, and it's um, the what is it the um, coercion? Yeah, co- coercion of of a human being into um, like forced labor or um, even prostitution sometimes, and even um, yeah, just just against their will, kind of, mm-hmm. um, in going somewhere, and that that usually. Um, is brought about by like kidnappings or brought about by um like um promises to go on to a better life but then they end up in 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 uh human trafficking and that usually leads to a lot of um problems in the third world like like um in thailand or cambodia where there's a lot of brothels that that serve like um foreigners and and even even locals there and and even slavery um in the sense that um people use or people buy humans um from these human trafficking like rings and cartel kind of things Mm -hmm. and uh use them to like make bricks or use them for cheap labor um for not even cheap labor forced labor um free labor and so that's that's pretty much human trafficking Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good yeah that's human trafficking so um a lot of people uh sometimes think it's only um sex trafficking uh which is not um, human trafficking can also be considered under, yeah, like you said, ma- manual labor. Um, um, I don't know. If you could picture slave labor back in the day of, you know, the United States and stuff, it's pretty much still like that. Yeah. Like, and also here in the in United States, too, you just don't see it. Exactly. You know, it's very hidden. So, you know, there's, there's a big thing about, you know, how are, like, how are you going to enforce, you know, justice... Pretty much, but for something that's huge, because mm-hmm. like human trafficking is now it's multi million dollar industry. It's huge. It's it's very hard to it's yeah. very hard to break down. And we will talk a little bit about that, um, a little bit more about that as well. But I would uh, very much like to interview John and Dustin a little bit more before we do that. So um, yeah, uh, John, Dustin, um, um, is did you form the International Justice Mission um, on UCI? Uh, yeah, yeah? Uh, we're, we're the founding members. All right, awesome, awesome. So uh, why did you decide to form um, this organization on campus? Like, what purpose does it serve? Um, how is it different from other organizations on campus? Um, basically, our, our president, Sharon, whom you met on Tuesday. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she, uh, her parents are missionaries, and I guess in, in the Philippines, and they had a contact from the IJM in the Philippines there. And that's how she got to know. And then um, she was um, kind of like a friend of a friend, or we, we loosely knew her. And then um, she's just kind of like, oh, maybe you should form this club, just threw an idea out there. And then we're just like, okay, let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if it's vastly different from other organizations in our intent. I mean, there's so many human organizations like um, like 
Circle K, um, Invisible Children, stuff like that. Uh-huh. I mean, we all have the same intent. It's just our, our means are different, right? And um, basically, uh, we, I think we wanted to form the club because we wanted something to call our own, just kind of like make a difference as our group of friends like to try to um, uh, to make any kind of difference. Yeah. And so we tried hosting events like small events and then it eventually grew to the pond project yeah for sure yeah for sure uh definitely taking ownership of your own organization something that you could be involved in that you love yeah um so yeah i don't know any first years out there if you don't find something you know on campus um that's you know down for the cause that you want to support um yeah, definitely start your own. Start your own organization. Yeah, definitely. We're we're open to um, we're new members. Um, uh, I mean, I say it's a bunch of our friends, but actually, it's actually grown to a lot more than that. Uh, we have half our cabinet member. We didn't really know them until like earlier this year. So um, we're all we're just a close knit group, and we just want to try and make a difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, International Justice Mission is definitely something that um, you could check out. Um, any freshman out there <laughs> not involved in an organization yet, but most likely would like to be involved, hopefully next quarter, mm-hmm. which is uh, coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. To be, to be continued. All right. So, um, so, perso- so just on a more personal note, um, I guess, John, we'll start with you since Dustin just spoke. Um, what... I don't know, like, what inf- what influenced you to to join? Like, like, wh- like, what does human trafficking mean to you on a personal level? You know. Um, I think when I first heard about it from from Sharon and Dustin, um, I think I was kind of, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to be a part of this because I don't know that much. Like, it seemed like they knew a lot more than I did about like um, the human trafficking problem around the world, um, and I think I was like. This thing is huge. Like, I don't think I can be a part of it because I don't know anything about it, and I don't think like, like we can affect anything. Um, but I think I think I, I just I thought about it a, a little bit more um, as 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 they they continued to like you know talk to me about it, and then um, Sharon showed me the video. Um, mm-hmm. That video's been around for a while, but um, she showed me the video, and I think it kind of blew my mind in some sense, and just like like the magnitude of of how, like, how big it is, and how, like, in different places, like, what people are doing to, 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 um, to stop it. And I think social justice is, was just one thing that was on my heart, um, and just one thing that, like, I, um, I wanted to do, but never had the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. And so, I think this was a great opportunity to, to get a part, be a part of that. Um, but also just like my own experiences with it, I think what human trafficking means to me is is just um, it's just it's it's someone else, someone that that is just like us who um, who doesn't have a chance to do the things that we can do, um, and that's that's I mean that's that's really in some sense sad, and in some sense um, just uh, we need to you know take our precious time and give it to you know put it inside. Um, know or invested in something that's going to help other people around the mm-hmm. world um and i think i think you know this is a great chance to do that and um yeah to start something on our own that was cool yeah yeah, yeah. and it's pretty cool because um uh they did have a speaker was her name carrie mm-hmm. yeah they had a speaker named carrie who is a she's a volunteer at the international justice mission here in um, Orange County, is that is that right? Yeah, here in Orange County, and she was, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what she was talking about too. You know, students getting involved, um, being involved to support a cause, um, you know, pretty much greater than themselves, greater than our school, greater than our country in some sense, also, and just you know, helping people who you don't see but you know are out there. So um, yeah, that's really that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. How about you, Dustin? Um, what um what influenced you on you know on a personal level to um advocate for um issues such as um human trafficking through like international justice mission and things like that um like any stories behind it that you any can stories yeah. um in, in high school i was a part of this campaign um at my local church um it's called raise 100 to free 100 and basically 
I don't think they've ever got to the goal because it's so high, but it's a work in progress still. Um, basically, it was every thousand dollars could um, was kind of like the legal fees and all and the rehab fees to um, to to save one person from mm-hmm. child prostitution. So the goal was raise a hundred thousand to free a hundred girls or children mm-hmm. um, from forced prostitution. Um, so I guess growing up, I guess. I wasn't really directly a part of it. I just I'd I'd help in some of their car wa- car washes and stuff. So it was kind of on my mind as we get. And um I think maybe a turning point was when I went to teach China or I went to China to teach English abroad um the freshman year of my summer of my freshman year. And um I think it was then where when I realized that um just uh the world isn't as as happy. Like it's not it's not a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. it's not. It's not. If someone's yeah. at home thinking that your magic carpet is gonna start flying, <laughs> I mean, it might. With I don't know, I don't know, recreational drugs and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> you know, no, it's not a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, and um, actually, ironically, it was the year of the Olympics. It was 2008 summer, and um, so that that should have been like. That that was when they had all the construction and the nice stuff in the mm-hmm. country, yeah. and uh, I went to the countryside to teach English, and it was just, it was just not, not a nice place, I guess. Um, it just kind of, like you couldn't go out at night because it's dangerous and is is really dirty. Like, I believe <laughs> they, uh, we couldn't eat the rinds on the fruits because they were fertilized by human feces. Oh. So it was just, it was just not. I mean, it was is very different from you know we live in a bubble in the sea, just everything's clean and we have like literally everything within five miles of us. Mm-hmm. So um, that was eye opening to me. So it was kind of then, and then I guess we started the club in sophomore year, and it all kind of fit together. Yeah, and feels Actually. good, right? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it feels, feels good. good. <laughs> feels good advocating for things like that. But, um, yeah, thank you for sharing um, your stories. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, a lot of times, especially if you're coming from, like, I don't know, a country that is doing, like, I guess a little bit better off, like, than uh, what they would call third world countries, you know, um, where there is a vastly greater... Um, greater percentage of poverty going on in other countries um it yeah it is it is good to um expose yourself to you know the outside you know the outside world you know something that's completely different than the way you view the world because um it is um yeah it's it's a lot different it's really different from from here and you really don't see it and even here in the u.s you know there are a lot of places that um there are a lot of places like a lot of cities that really aren't doing that great and there's a lot of homelessness and stuff and um like you really can't you really can't understand it unless you go out there and you like expose yourself to really see it that's when you can get the most experience out of it so um yeah i don't know it's just it's humbling that's what I've heard from a lot of people who go visit um, other countries and stuff, and they they don't even know that they're going to see these things, you know, that they're going to see the um, harsher living conditions, but it still is, like, you know, it just connects you to the people who are there. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. And um, did you have anything else that you... No, I'm good. All right, Thanks. cool. Okay, because you got, like, paper and stuff. Oh, but, no, um, no. Anyway, so, uh, so what... Let's see. So, how does International Justice Mission at UCI work usually? Like, uh, how are your how do your meetings go? What do you talk about during your meetings? Oh, when are your meetings? First of all, um, our meetings are biweekly, meaning every other Sorry. week. Oh. Can you repeat that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, our meetings are every other week. I think it's every other Thursday mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. Thursdays. Uh, even or odds. Yeah, odd weeks on Thursdays. Um, and so we meet at around. Seven. At seven. We, we meet around seven, and we generally just talk about um, what we want to see happen this quarter. Um, like generally, like um, what is our we we kind of set ourselves like a goal on how much like to to raise, and we usually mm-hmm. we usually don't meet that goal because we are, we always like overshoot or we always try and like we always try and like grab farther than <laughs> we can reach maybe. Yeah. But um, but I think it's a good goal. It's good goal. It's a good goal to have and to be like, well, it's okay if we don't make it, but let's try our best. And I think um. 
yeah, we we uh, we set those we set those parameters for ourselves, kind of, mm-hmm. and we um, we flyer. We, we're like, oh wait, what's when are we going to flyer to try and get more people involved to try and raise awareness on campus? Um, and then we we uh, we go to the IJM website a lot um, during our usually our, our meetings, and and we uh, we just find updates and be like, you know, what's happening in the world right now, and oh, what's happening? Good. Yeah, what's yeah. like what's coming like. Where is our kind of money going? You know, mm. the, the money mm-hmm. that we raise. Like, where does it go, and who does it help? And mm-hmm. and they have they have all these stats online from IJM, like showing like, oh, this this is like we like saved four people from um, um, prostitution. We we took them out from a brothel, and we're giving them aftercare, and we're giving them like um, af- post trauma like um, rehabilitation or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like um, it's cool because people are like. Well, this is this is where our money is going, and this is where this is what we're supporting, kind of. And it's it's cool having people see that, and like like for them to have it click. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this is we're we're changing things, kind of. Like as as little as we could as we can, um, we're you know we're changing something, kind of. Yeah. Um, More positive direction. And yeah. thank you very much for the you know for the honesty and stuff about reaching the goal but not yeah. really making it. Yeah, yeah, but really, yeah, it's good that you mentioned that because the point is really just being down for the cause and the fact that you have this group of students who are coming together just to learn more about what's going on in the world mm-hmm. that's really great too yeah so snaps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um and dustin um yeah uh just to kind of like um ask you a question um what's coming up for international justice mission uci anything interesting happening in the future that we're getting ready for yeah actually um so our goal was um, a big event each quarter, and I, Pawn Project this quarter was our winter one. And then for the spring, I guess we might call it Pawn Project Part 2. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but um, we're, we're planning on having a, um, a silent auction um, for our pieces. Um, for, for We're going to try to um, get, like, not... Um, UCI art students or any people who are interested in photography, sculpting, art, or painting, drawing, stuff like that, to donate pieces. Um, so we got a, people, a few people lined up, and basically um, we're going to have a silent auction. We're going to have kind of like a classy little gallery where people can walk in, chat, um, maybe some music in the background. Mm-hmm. And um, basically um, on pieces of paper next to the pieces of art, they can... Um, silently bid for um, uh, art they like and um, stuff like that, and and then and then the proceeds are going to go towards yeah. international justice mission as well. As well, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this time around, we're giving a little bit more freedom to the artists because we we kind of want to we kind of want to support the arts too, where um, they can take what they can donate whatever percentage. So actually, the money goes to artists and then back to us, mm-hmm. based on whatever percentage they want to give back. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, but uh, and that's also a raising awareness type of event. Yep, same right. thing. Great for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. So All right, great. So, about what month can we look out for this event? To come? May. May. All right. Yeah. So we got a lot of time. We got yeah. a lot of time to prepare and make yeah. it super awesome for everybody. It's only two months. For everyone. <laughs> All right. Is it really only two months? Yeah. Well, that's 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 that's, that's good enough. <laughs> that's good enough. Make it happen. That's true. Make it happen, fellas. <laughs> All right, so we are at that half-hour time. Um, just any any other last like pieces of advice, um, John and Dustin, that you can give to students who are looking to, you know, raise awareness or um, raise money for a greater cause. Any just any last-minute advice that you've come up with through your years of doing this? Um, yeah, uh, basically, if you're interested, the best place to start is your local club. I know people really like. Um, those with big communities, so um, I know that um, shout shout's really good. Um, we're we're open to IJM's open and um, KUCI. Yeah, and I think um, something something a, a cool website to go to is uh, polaris.com, and that that gives like actually like local um, local listings of like places that where um, like the local law enforcement is like looking into maybe not local law enforcement but this this group is looking into um mm-hmm. that has human tra- um trafficking um in in our own community 
And right. so, yeah, check that, that out. Can you say that on the air? Yeah, say everything you just said on the air. Hey, fellas. Um, oh, I mean, everybody listening. Um, we got a caller from Mr. J saying, hey, good job. On the, like, it's, it's a good show so far. So, yeah, uh, let's, let's try putting you on the air, buddy. All right. Okay, hello, hello? Hello? Oh. All right. Are you on? All right. Is he on the air? You can hear yourself talking? Can you hear yourself talking on the air? <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Okay, how about now? How about now? <laughs> can you hear me now? Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Hello? All right, so yeah, that's weird. I don't know why you're not on the air. It's making me kind of upset. But yeah. Oh, there's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we have Mr. J here. He's pretty much on the phone calling in. Oh, twice? Alright. <laughs> Try it now. Mr. J, hello? Alright. Well, so, well, I guess it's not working out as well as we thought. But anyway, Mr. J pretty much, he, he sounds like this. He's like, hey, hey, Lauren, so it's me, Mr. J, and I just wanted to call in and say I'm listening to the show, and it sounds really good. Kudos to Dustin and John for doing this international justice mission thing. And yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. J. All right, so yeah, so that's it. Yeah, that's Thank what's you, going Mr. J. On. Thank you, Mr. J. All right, sorry, your fo uh, phone patch thing was kind of like odd there. But whatever, is it's not like that's new, you know? That happens to me all the time. It's not. It's not <laughs> like that's new at all. But um, anyway, so yeah, we are at that half hour point. Um, yeah, Justin and John have to get going. So thank you very much. Thanks guys for Thank coming you. in and talking about international justice mission so definitely be on the lookout uh, if you see that awesome event coming up in may of the silent auction check that out uh that's brought to you by dustin and john and um also you can check out their meetings just to just reiterate like where your meetings are and um, when. next quarter we're probably going to move them back to wednesdays bi-weekly again but check our facebook look up ijm at uci and you will get the most updated information all right, great, awesome. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. And, um, yeah, so we will take a short musical break, everybody's. So, um, yeah, and stay tuned. We will be back. Activism for Amateurs with Lauren on KUCI 88.9 FM. Intervine. <laughs> Market. All right, so, um, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. That was kind of weird. But anyway, um, yeah, so you're here with Activism for Amateurs, and uh, I did want to talk about talk more about the Pond Project. Um, that was the event that um, Dustin and John were talking about a little bit earlier, and um, uh, just for any of those tuning in right now, uh, this is Activism for Amateurs with your host, Lauren, on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and we were talking about the Pond Project, which was an event thrown by the International Justice Mission of UCI, all for the sake of awareness on human, human trafficking, sex trafficking um, in our country and in the world. So, yeah, uh, we they did have some awesome performances going on during that event. And um, Circle of Fifths is a um, male acapella group here on the UCI campus, and they're really awesome. So um, I was able to, you know, just record some of their um, music and stuff like that so uh, everybody can um, hear some of the stuff that was going down uh, during, the, during the event. So, yeah, take a listen to this. Oh, no. 
them a little in the background here but isn't that beautiful so that circle of fits a super awesome group of fellas um yeah they sound uh yeah <laughs> all right so yeah they're they're really great um i would definitely like to get them on the show um one day that would be really awesome but um, anyway, yeah, uh, that's that's uh, Circle of Fifths. Uh, they were there at the event. So um, if you ever see them um, coming up for another event, definitely check it out. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. That is a uh, Lauren approved for you right there. Cause stamp. All right. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk a little bit more about. Um, sex trafficking and what goes on um if you do if you listen to KUCI um talk show uh radio often uh there have been a lot of really great interviews um on sex trafficking um there was even an interview that we had once um of a woman who was trafficked herself but was able to get out of it so um yeah definitely you know check out the other shows um you know there's some great shows here like writers on writing subversity the docket with evan simon which is coming up and there's always a lot of really great um shows that um we're putting on for you guys so yeah Thanks a lot for tuning in. And um, anyway, so talk, talking about sex trafficking and a little bit more with um, what I know about it, um, there are a lot of organizations that are out there um, that are involved in trying to stop sex trafficking. Um, even, you know, even in small communities, it's like, a, like I said before, it is a multi-million dollar pretty much, you know, an industry, because with, um, with human trafficking and sex trafficking, it's when people are used pretty much as a good or as a service, and, you know, they're traded and sold, um, just like, um, commodities that you would see in your grocery store, you know, it, um, it, that's pretty much what it is, you know, uh, treating them as, you know, labor or as a service that can be bought um, or sold. And um, they showed a really powerful, powerful video during the Pond Project. Um, it was just, yeah, it was, uh, you know, um, it hits you pretty hard because uh, it was uh, pretty much just showing, like, the kids who were being um, trafficked under, um, you know, labor, slave labor, um, uh, they're showing it in um, different countries too. Um, let's see, in the Philippines, my home country, yeah, yeah. In the Philippines, um, they were showing, you know, um, one of the places. There was also like this thing that they called the Green Light District, not Red Light, but Green Light District. Um, in the Philippines, um, where there was um, sex trafficking going on, and um, girls are pretty much just kidnapped. So it 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 could ha- it's really easy for it to happen. I mean, a lot of people don't know about it, and like it's kind of like I don't know. The video kind of gave the look that this happens in third world countries, poorer countries, but that's not true because this happens like in any country. This can happen anywhere in the world. And um, Carrie, um, she was the she was the woman who was speaking to everybody. Um, even she said that this has happened in Costa Mesa. Um, somewhere in Costa Mesa, a girl was um, held against her will. Um, pretty much, you know, she was trafficked for sex. So, um, yeah, that was, you know, that that happened here too. So, you know, y- you never know. It it it's really much in a close proximity to everybody. Um, a lot more than they realize. So, um, yeah, in the Philippines, it's like um, a girl can easily just get kidnapped on the street. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what background you're from, you know, socioeconomic background. It really doesn't matter because if your body can be used as this service and, you know, and you're you're pretty much caught by um, one of the guys who's running these brothels, then, you know, you're in trouble. And it's like... Um, a lot of the times with, uh, and this isn't just the Philippines, like they were talking about in the Philippines, Cambodia, India, um, three of the, um, three major countries where sex trafficking is, is more known, but, um, yeah, it, it's not even, and sometimes it's not even about, um, 
kidnapping the girls, really. Like, these are just usually young girls and children that they kidnap, but in regards to older women, um, you know, uh, I guess women probably more my age, you know, once you kind of know what's up, um, just trying to um, earn, a, earn a decent living. Um, if if uh, There are a lot of stories about this that I read. Uh, pretty much a woman can go into, like, a grocery store, anything simple like that, and if she's looking for a job, there could be a guy or a girl, um, you know, one of those scouts who, who can say, like, oh, I have, there, there is a job, you know, I, I know a place where you can, where you can get a job, you know, either, um, domestically or abroad in another country, and, um, you know, well, you know, it'll help you out, and a lot of times these women, I mean, just the way society is, is constructed, just the way the, um, um, politics is constructed, um, you know, the system is constructed, I don't mean to, like, you know, throw out the language here, but it's true, the system is constructed, it's a lot, it's much harder for women, and, um, especially single women who do have kids to find jobs out there, and just, and, you know, it's, it's very difficult, and it could get very desperate, and so pretty much these people say, like, oh, yeah, we, we, you, you can get a job, I guarantee that you can get a job if you go here or there or whatever, and the woman says, oh, okay, that's great, so then, she goes, and pretty much it's like, um, let's say a woman goes to another country. So she goes to another country, but by the time she's there, you know, she's completely cut off from family, completely cut off from her, um, from her own culture, from her own types of people, you know, uh, in a completely different country, new environment, and, you know, here is the um, owner of the brothels who's pretty much saying like, oh, here is your job, there is no way out, and, you know, you're pretty much then just stuck, and this happens, it's a reality um, that a lot of people don't know about, this is, it, it happens just as easily as that, you go in thinking that you're going to get a job somewhere abroad, but really, you're just, you're just heading yourself down towards, you know, you know, into, into, the, into the brothels, and, well, I don't mean to say you, but I'm just saying, like, you know, these women, um, that's what happens to them, and um, a lot of times they they do say like like they do say that they're gonna um, pay you, and I feel like like I don't know like like there are different stories. Some of them just it, it's completely just slavery, like like overall, you know the the girls, the women get nothing, but other times to keep the women around or just pretty much enforce that they stay in the brothels, um, the you know, the men or the owners, even women, even women would say, oh, we will, um, you, we, you are living in our, you know, pretty much on our territory, you're living on our property, you know, we're giving you food and we're giving you clothes and we're giving you, you know, housing and, and things like that, and, but you have to pay it off, that's the thing. So it's like, if you go out there, you're not going to survive, you know, in this country by yourself, you know, and, and, and they they can really threaten and, and that's the whole manipulation part of it. And then, um, they would say, yeah, they, a lot of times they have them, um, they only, they're supposed to pay them, they say that they pay them, um, for, uh, for their service, you know, whether it be, um, I don't know, um, labor or sex labor, things like that, they say they would pay them, but a lot of times it's like, they do, um, they do pay them, and the women keep track of what they're paid for, but they always, they always, um, deduct a little bit for, like, little things, you know, like if, if it's for clothes or for food, um, pretty much the owners can deduct however much they want. So it's like, it's still keeping them there to work towards that quota that will pretty much buy their freedom. However, um, the owners are still able to manipulate where the money is going, how much money they're taking, how many hours are set and things like that. And it's like, it, it is, you know, it is slavery because, in a sense, it's like these women a lot of times are living in really harsh um, environmental conditions, probably like, I don't know, 10 to 15 women in one room um, a lot of the times, and that's just, that's just really bad, and um, their um, health care is not taken care of. Um, their nutrition is very poor, and then at the same time, um, being over overworked. Like, um, I was reading, I was reading a book, um... Actually, I read a lot of a lot of books on sex trafficking over the summertime, and um, there was this woman. She she would serve between, I think she said fifteen to twenty men. She would have to she would, yeah, she would have to serve fifteen to twenty men in a day, a day, and that's just, that's just, 
I don't know. They're they're no, you know that that's that's horrible. They're just like how can you? I I can't possibly imagine having, you know, have having to be forced to do that. So, you know, it's it's bad. And um, just talking more about um, how society views it because it's like I I remember when human trafficking was coming out, like there was a lot more um, awareness about it, but it has died down in many ways and. You know, a lot of times with with issues that society pretty much can't really, I guess, can't really handle psychologically because, you know, thinking about the fact that there's still slavery going on and there's nothing you could do about it. You know, it's really hard for people to have to think about. And at the same time, it's hidden because um, it's hidden because uh, when they whenever they take um, women or children for uh, human trafficking and things like that, you know, owners aren't going to let you see it. You know, so you really never know. And a lot of times they they can blindfold women so that they have no idea where they are so that they can't contact, you know, anybody on the outside because they really have no idea where they are. So blindfold them and, you know, continuously move them from one place to another. And that's how you keep that's how you keep the um, uh, that's pretty much how they keep the business underground. So, um, yeah, but you really, you know, you don't see it. And um, a lot of times it's like because of that, you know, people don't really talk about it that much. And, you know, they call it, you know, human human trafficking and, and um, things like that because it, one, because it encompasses so many different types of forced labor, whether it be um, sex labor, physical labor, child labor, factory labor, um, farm labor, things like that, um, where the workers are not getting paid at all or being treated very badly. Um, that's under human trafficking. But at the same time, it's like, you know, sex trafficking i think that was one of the um just from what i've seen that that was that's a even greater stigma because even if it's not trafficking even if it's just like like rape you know in in a, in other countries like in you know um in other countries like in africa you know it is taboo to pretty much openly say that um something like that has happened so and that you know that pretty much affects women's um mental and men and children anybody who goes through that it affects your mental health it affects your physical health and you know it just it affects a person overall and a lot of times you're just you know there's such a great fear of it that a lot of people don't really just want to don't want to admit that it happens and it's happening to them or happening to somebody in their lives so a lot of times you know these women are pretty much just considered outcasts but really they are victimized you know so it's like um i don't know but i feel like a lot of that had um also um that you know that stigma was also going around you know even here on campus um at a time when i first learned about um sex trafficking and it is a difficult thing to talk about but why you know why is it a difficult thing to talk about and i mean that's just kind of like i know i'm kind of like rambling here but it's just one of the things like think about it society's media and society's you know pretty much uh t tv shows constantly talk about you know there's always stuff about sex you know you're, you're seeing you're seeing all these like really odd commercials about like um things that you could do to heighten your your sexual experience or whatever you know but it's like um I don't know, like, okay, so we could talk about sex in that light, that it's all fun and, you know, happy and stuff like that. But when you talk about somebody being abused or being victimized sexually, that's when people want to go silent because it's just, it's hard to, it's really hard to come to an understanding with and to come to terms with. But the fact is, that is the real reality of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know, just uh, anyone listening out there, if you, you know, if you're passionate about this issue and you really think that this is... Um, that this is wrong, like, and, yeah, maybe you're not part of a student organization that is um, raising money for this, and um, maybe you're not part of International Justice Mission, where people actually do um, organize and plan, um, pretty much um, plan to, like, break into these brothels and help, you know, a few women in a day, or get them out, provide them with um, um, counseling, provide them with um uh, care with an education to kind of help them get started again. That's what International Justice Mission does. Really great. But even if you're not doing that, you know, it, it's definitely worth it to just talk about it sometimes with um, with your friends, family. You know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it is a scary thing, but it's important to not let the awareness of it die down. And um, every day um, 
women and children are going through this, you know? So um, it's like, yeah, um, I don't know. I just encourage, you know, I encourage you, like, if, you know, I suggest that if you don't really know a lot about it, at least talk about it or educate yourself. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can find on the Internet, a lot of stuff that you can read through books, a lot of studies done that really pinpoint how bad human trafficking is. And if you're interested and you're down for the cause, then just learn more about it a little bit every day and you're pretty much you're pretty much doing the world justice in that sense so um yeah kudos to that you know anyone listening out there um this is activism for amateurs and um i will just put on uh, music again while i set up an interview that um that i had short in really short interview with the woman from international justice mission and i will put that on for you um in a few seconds so yeah This is Lauren again, reporting from the Pond Project, and I am here with Speaker Carrie, and we kind of heard some of the stuff that she was talking about earlier. <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of awkward, I'm just speaking through the microphone. But anyway, um, so yeah, um, my question for Carrie is for, um, you were talking about um, students being involved in their own way, taking something that they love and connecting it to a greater cause, and it's just, what are, like, well, let's just put a number to it, what are, like, the three most important things, like, not to forget when throwing an event like that, or at least like for students like like just so that you don't leave out the whole message and the whole importance of why you're doing this thing for a greater cause what would you say to students listening out there yeah sure um, I would say that one of the most important things is to definitely keep the conversation going after the event so have a conversation group afterward or continue to speak in your dorms or uh, you know do, do something aside from the actual event, so leaving, saying something. And the other thing I would, I would recommend is that um, students think about what they're really passionate about, and then they would take that passion and develop it into something that could help the cause. So, you know, runners could create a run, or cyclists could create a, a cycle awareness, or videographers can make a video about it, or something along those lines. And um, maybe a third idea is, uh, is to host something in the dorms, um, in one of the dorm halls of, of just the continued to awareness and, and talking about justice and how as students um, you have a, such a strong voice and you're able to, to use your voice to carry out justice in a world of, um, of injustice for so many. So yeah, maybe a few of those things uh, might be some options for the for students. Alright, great. Thank you very much. And did you want, would you like to um, say the organization that you're part of? Sure. I, um, I'm a volunteer with International Justice Mission or IJM. Um, you can check out the website at IJM.org and uh, see just the number of activities that the organization does. And you can also uh, look up the IJM chapter here at, um, on campus at UCI and get involved with what um, IJM's doing right here in Irvine. All right, great. And you heard it here on Activism for Amateurs for KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Peace. All right, so yeah, that was the interview that I had with Carrie. Um, from the International Justice Mission. So, yeah, pretty much what she said, you know, for any, um, yeah, like I said, you know, feel free to, like, talk about it with your friends and with your family and stuff. Um, just the, pretty much just the topic of human trafficking. But also what you could do is um, organize something with your group. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's everything um, with me, your host, Lauren, and um, that was all about the Pond Project and International Justice Mission. If you would like to listen to the show again, um, feel free. Um, go to activismforamateurs.kuci.org. And, um, yeah, I'll upload the podcast eventually, and you could listen to this. And um, always stream in to kuci.org. And, uh, yeah, this is Lauren with Activism for Amateurs on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Peace, guys.